What's up? My people. Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight. We are coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend to debrief in an effort to send biblical truth. And what better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm one of your hosts, Caleb Pearson. Joining me again, the host spot, Miss Alicia Battaglia. Alicia, how are you? I'm doing well. Both you and I had a week off. It was of nice. Sermon Spotlight. Yeah, yeah. Last Tuesday was our our youngest Silas. He turned 12. It was no his way. birthday. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, so That's that was... awesome. Did you guys celebrate around the TV, watch Sermon Spotlight? Because it was so fun for me to just watch it, upload them. That's I don't what know we did. What we watched it over and on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's super good. Uh, Thanksgiving vacation, everyone. Senior Pastor Mark Carey, he's yeah. back. You're just here. Take a cold off and stay You're just here. Yeah, I was going to say... I like the coat. <laughs> it uh, I'm, a little, I'm a little bit cold. It, here's the thing. I need to uh, explain this real quickly before we jump into a Sunday in review. Somehow, not a clue how, uh, ruptured the eardrum in my right ear, so I can't hear out of it at all. Zero hmm. percent hearing. In my, <laughs> I, kn- I knew he was going to do when, that. I knew he was going to start When did this happen? I don't know. It was over Thanksgiving week, and I have no clue how. Hmm. Woke up, and it was like it. I was like, this seems a bit off. Got worse and worse and worse. Now it's gone. So wow. I'm taking my time, but Alicia, don't be offended if I'm like really like completely ignore you. <laughs> That's or... not on the list of COVID symptoms, is it? No, oh, I hope not. No, no, I don't think so. But anyway, I can't hear out of my right side. So if, I, if I'm pivoting in my chair, it's not because I'm immature, though it might be, but I'm mostly just pivoting to hmm. make sure okay. I hear you. I, he's sitting on my left, so if I could choose, it would have been this year. You know what I mean? <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Uh, thank you to our listeners and viewers. Uh, Sermon Spotlight coming at you each and every week. So I want to jump into a Sunday in review for the uh, weekend services we just had here at Fellowship Bible Church in Winchester. Romans 8, guys. We're moving through it uh, swiftly yet meticulously. Uh, Alicia, coming your way first. Thoughts? And if you had uh, any community group interaction. Oh, yes. We had a lot of great community group interaction. Awesome. Um, Overall, this is such an exciting passage. Uh, we're in Romans 8, 26 through 30, and it is just good news. It's good news for those who love God. Um, we can take courage because the Holy Spirit is praying for us. He's interceding for us. The sovereign God, he's working out his good plan and his good purpose, and he's conforming us into the likeness of his son. And Pastor Mark, you gave us three encouragements. Um, The first encouragement is our present sufferings can't be compared to our future glory. And our job is to keep our eyes on the prize. Hmm. And that's uh, our encouragement from the verses 18 through 25. And then our second encouragement is the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. The Holy Spirit is interceding for us. He's praying for us. Um, And if that's not encouragement, I don't know what it is. Um, And then the third encouragement is our sovereign God is unfolding his eternal purposes. And uh, everyone in our small group loved your dessert analogy that you gave about making dessert with your granddaughter and how you have all the different ingredients and in and of themselves, disgusting. you're not going (laughs) to enjoy the taste of baking powder or just simply salt. But when all the ingredients come together, it's delightful. It's just delicious. And, um, And that's how God uses the different circumstances in our lives that may not necessarily taste good in and of themselves, but hmm. for those who love God, He works that together for our so, good. So, Pastor Mark, walk us through this uh, 
this past weekend? Did you feel like there was anything left out you wanted to unpack a little bit more? Oh, I should have said this or I could have said that. I'm sure there are a lot of couldas. Uh, but what, what, how, choosing what to unpack versus what to save for, for another time. Oh, there's there's a lot. I, you know, we could go over this passage again and, and probably find peel another layer of it of depth. Um, it's it's yeah, you, you you pray that you do the passage justice, but you know, when the forty minutes or whatever are done, you realize that you're you're still yeah. skimming the top, it seems like. <laughs> but um but but generally I I um I again I think maybe I emphasized it uh, I, these passages there there is a sense of conditionality here to, to these passages. I mean I, I do think what Paul is saying, he's trying to encourage people who are um, being sanctified. They're, they're taking seriously their call into the Christian life. Th these passages come in the context of sanctification. Um, and, and though I do think, like verses uh, 29 and 30, do focus on um, a, a soteriological, a, a justification, you know, or mm -hmm. how we got saved, um, you know, he he, uh, he foreknew us, he predestined us, he called us, he justified us, he um, glorified us. I, I, I don't. I, I think that's still an encouragement in our sanctification. He to to look back and say healthy reminder. It's a it's a process, and God is hmm. in that process. Our responsibility in that process is to love God, is to live a life, is to walk according to the Spirit. And I tried to make that connection that. To those who love God, verse twenty-eight, all things work together for good. And and those who love God, who loves God, Jesus said, those who keep my commandments. How do we keep His commandments? Um, chapter eight, verse four, by walking according to the Spirit, not according to the flesh. So I think I think it all ties together. I don't know how clearly I made that, communicated that, but I do think it 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 all ties together, and. And then there's still that thought out there of verse 17 that is intriguing, that is where, where he says, we're all heirs of God, but there's we're, we're fellow heirs with Christ if indeed we suffer with him and we will be glorified with him. So I do think there's this call, there's this, um, this call to, to living the life that God has called us to live on a higher plane of, of taking so seriously our relationship with the Lord that we would even be willing to suffer with him and we'll be glorified with him. We'll achieve some level of glory with him. Now, all are going to be glorified, and it's as, as if it's already done. That's verse 29 and 30. Hmm. Um, so th there's, I think, th various things that are working here in this passage, um, but let's not miss the fact that... Um, He's really communicating to people to keep running the race with endurance, to to take our calling seriously, hmm. and to um, allow the Holy Spirit and that transformative work of sanctification in our life. So, is it, is it fair to say it's it's not so that we can be right with God, but it's so that we can be close with Him? Is is it fair to yeah right to, to put it that well, way? And I I see the that link that chain link of what God has done in. He foreknew us, he predestined us, he called us, he justified us, he glorified us. That chain just, I think, shouts 
my eternal security, what God has done for me and how much he has loved me. Mm -hmm. And that just brings such um, peace to my heart and to think, wow, okay, God, these these are your promises. You you said that you're going to work all things together for my good. I can trust you. I can trust you with whatever comes, with the good, the bad, the ugly. He is trustworthy. And this right here, from what he's done from before time began, Mm -hmm. says, I'm secure in my in my everything, (laughs) eternally secure. Yeah, and so because we are right with God, we can be close to him. That's great. So, and he's, I think Paul is going back to that, and he's he's finishing up in this major section of the book of Romans, one through eight, going back again with that, those justification truths that it, it, it is a, it should be motivating for us mm-hmm. to realize God has done all this. Like you said, he loves me that much, which is the passage we didn't get to, 31 through 39, which we're going to have to wait a few weeks uh, in not, well, a number of weeks. Back in January, we'll get to it. But uh, A whole year. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, January it's gonna, it's gonna 2021. Like it. It's going to feel like it. Uh, yeah, it, I, I like that you honed in on that phrase, Pastor Mark, about it, it's working together for good. It's not for good. You're not going to necessarily feel the good or experience it, but it's the trust and faith and allowing the Lord to work it together. And I think it's it's so humbling and and ultimately, I would say, encouraging, though at first glance it could be discouraging, that it's, we're trusting in God's understanding. We're not leaning on our own understanding. The Bible is not going to point us to getting all the answers. It's going to point us to the, the one who has them. Uh, and it, it's funny. It reminds me of a, there's a Christian comic named Michael Jr. He has this old bit on a, on a comedy series that ran in the early 2000s called Thou Shalt Laugh. All these Christian comics come together, and he had this whole long bit about how his five-year-old would say just the, the dumbest little things, and he would just say, man, y'all know nothing. That was his like punchline, talking to little kids, saying, y'all know nothing. Why can't you be smarter than you are? And I, I think there's an element of biblical truth to that when God reveals himself to us. Y'all know you know nothing. Well, and that's yeah. our that's our weakness, right? Which that's a kind of a good segue into uh, some some things that maybe I'd like you to unpack a little bit more um, mm. in regards to. So this passage is really neat because we see God's omniscience from verse twenty seven. He sees and he knows all things. He's omnipotent. We see his power. He he's all power, and and then verse. 26 we see this the spirit is interceding for us and um and then we also see this picture of the trinity the father searching our hearts in verse 27 um the spirit is praying for us uh on our behalf Hmm. and then um in 38 34 um Let's see. Christ Jesus is the one who died more than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. So we see that Jesus is interceding for us in heaven. Um, and so with with the, all of the intercessory on our behalf and then the groanings that the Holy Spirit has, um, that makes me think about how creation was groaning verse 22 Hmm. how we're groaning verse 23 and also the holy spirit is groaning and so can you talk about some of the ways and the differences in the groanings i guess because it seems like our groanings and creation's groanings are are incomplete because we're 
we're waiting. Mm-hmm. But the Holy Spirit, who is all knowing, like he's in perfect line with the will of God, he is God. Can you like un- maybe like unpack some of that? I just think there's so much richness in what's happening here with the Trinity and the groaning and yeah, how well, that all comes together. I, I I don't know if I can or not. I the the all of creation groaning and and my groaning. Um, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting eagerly for that full adoption as sons, the redemption of our body. Um, all that groaning is based on our, because of the fall, because of sin. That's those groanings are a result of of sin. I think. What Paul is doing is a play on the words, and so he brings it over how the Holy Spirit um, takes our groanings that are due to sin, and it's this divine touch to it. It's just, mm-hmm. it just God is a redemptive God, and even though while we are waiting for the redemption of our bodies, there's something redemptive going on. Uh, Every moment of the day, as as the Spirit of God, and, and then as you mentioned, and, and even First John talks about it, Jesus, we have an advocate before the Father, you know, Christ Jesus, the righteous one. Hmm. There is something redemptive that is always going on on our behalf, every moment before the throne of grace. Hmm. We seem to continually mess up. We're encased in this body of sin, and, and so oftentimes we can say, as Paul did in chapter 7, verse 24, O wretched man that I am. But behind the scenes, before the throne of God, because of what Christ has done, because of the blood of Christ, because of what the cross is pleading in our behalf, the, the groanings of the Spirit are that is that perfected, um, that advocacy, that intercession for us as the Son himself does. And hmm. there's something powerfully redemptive hmm. about it. We, we have all three of the persons of the Trinity on our side, yeah. I mean, we got God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So though our groanings are due to our sin, um, it's b- because of that we have this redemptive groaning that goes on before the presence of the Father. It's cool. And he concludes again with, it's all because of his love and nothing will separate us from his love. So I, I don't know if that... Yeah, yeah, I, th- I just think it's neat. And, and to think that when the Godhead is interceding for us, that it's it's a guaranteed yes because it's his will it's his will for our lives and um to know that it's the the, that god is pleading nothing but our good is Mm. really comforting yeah it's really comforting yeah yeah i think the the um there's such realness as paul writes this because when he says we don't we don't know how to pray as we should Mm Um, boys, and that's so true. We we just I don't know if you have oftentimes found yourselves. What what do you how do you how do you pray? You just you you do sometimes just groan before the Lord. Ah, ugh, you know, Lord, what do we do in this situation? Um, I, I that's another whole topic is the topic of prayer. Um, but yeah, rest assured that God Himself. He understands our frame. He knows we're dust. Psalm 103. That it just, um, you know, he just loves us, mm-hmm. and it's all 
out of a heart of love that he's doing this. It's, mm -hmm. it's, and then that whole overlay of his sovereignty, of his purposeful plan for the ages overlays all of that. And so his love intermingles that. And, and we are, I, I, just, we've, I just feel so little mm -hmm. you know, in, in these passages. And yet being so insignificantly minuscule in the grand scheme of things, to know that someone once said, it might have been Charles Spurgeon or somebody once said that, you know, God's love is like the Amazon River that flows down to water a single flower. Yeah. You know, that's just that pour, pours into us. Yeah. And that's what I think Paul is trying to say in Romans 8. Um, there's all these encouragements. Um, it's... it's um, yeah, in my notes, I have... Uh, I just made a note that says, God is running the universe. I don't need to fear. God has loving purpose in all things. Sometimes God gives, sometimes he withhold, withholds. And regardless, it's because he loves me. And 20, verse 28 is a promise that transforms the way that we face the good, the bad, the ugly, in all of these situations that come in our life. But we, we have this sovereign God who is good. And Proverbs 16.33 says, every decision is from the Lord. So it's not like we're in the grip of chance, like, What's my fate going to be? That's a good way there. of putting it. It's, it's, he divinely plans all things for my spiritual and eternal good. So that motivates me to trust him, mm -hmm. to love him, to obey him. And to, I mean, ultimately to have a heart of thanksgiving because of who he is. And unchanging. Rest in who he is, not how we feel. And we're not inclined Again, we're not inclined to do it. That's why we're coming to church. That's why we're diving into the Word. I mean, by default, you don't even want to imagine where you'll end up. Mm -hmm. I mean, without this this yearning for, for God and His truth, and also just the Scripture being of abundance and being our primary source to get to Him, I think is I think is great. Pastor Mark, uh, oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, and that's, I think, one reason why central in this whole passage is that concept of hope in verse 24. Mm -hmm. For in hope... We have been saved, but hope that is seen is not hope for what's great. Who hopes for what he has already seen? But if we hope for what we do not see with perseverance, we wait eagerly for it. Uh, and as he said in chapter five, um, that kind of hope doesn't disappoint. So, you know, if if living the Christian life was all up to how cleverly I was able to make it happen, or if uh, getting to heaven was based on my ability of good, goodness to get me there or of maintaining God's affection for me was based on my performance, we, we would have no hope. Mm -hmm. But hope resides beyond ourselves. It is this God who, even though all of creation is groaning and, and, and I'm encased in this body of sin that needs redemption, I have hope because God has this plan and it's a plan that is forged in his heart of love and his affection for me and his his sovereign ability to make it happen. And we know he's made it happen because whom he foreknew, he predestined. Yeah. He called us, he justified us, and he has glorified us. It's as good as done. And so, yeah, great encouragement. I think that's Paul's point in here. Well, and then Paul too, in 15, 13, the, he says, may the God of hope fill you with all mm -hmm. joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. And that's exactly mm. what you're saying. Yeah. And 
that oh and so and our good. and our responsibility is to believe mm. is to it's just Huge. to believe it happened and mm-hmm. so that's that's what motivates us to walk according to the spirit to continue to set our minds on things of the spirit those are disciplines mm-hmm. you know the disciplines of of the spirit that we're called to do but he even enables that yeah. to make that yeah. happen. Yeah. yeah yeah it's by his you know, power i you know I can't do this, Lord, help me do it. And all of a sudden I find that that's being formed in my life. It, it's so neat. no win, um, no lose situation. How, how God uses all, all different ways mm-hmm. to encourage us in our walk. And um, my, so yesterday my step grandfather died. Um, wow. And my parents have been walking through uh, tribulation and trials for the last few weeks because he kind of had a sudden decline and so Hmm. they were trying he lives in oklahoma and they were trying to figure out how to get him into nursing care because he couldn't be able he couldn't live on his own anymore and all of that and so um he ended up getting covid Hmm. and then fell and Hmm. probably had brain bleed anyway he just like died within a few hours after that fall. Um, so they, um, I was talking with my dad last night and he's just like, everything has been a whirlwind for them. And he was saying what an encouragement this past message was on Sunday. Hmm. They, they watched online and, um, they were like, this is exactly what we need. And then then he ends up dying. And so now they have this next step to walk through. But he said the, the foundation that, that has been, be, been laid from the teaching um, through Fellowship Bible Church, primarily through you, Pastor Kerry, has been such a blessing to them and, and just uh, helping them to get a hold of these truths and then cling to them. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think that it is, it's just beneficial for us to be um, continuing to dive into the word and knowing who God is and what does his word say about his character and how are we going to walk through these hard times? Because they're coming. If you're not experiencing now, they're coming. Yeah. So all the more, it, it's kind of almost a circular thing. The more we learn about the heart of God, the more that should call us to love him more. And the more we love him, the more we want to um, walk according to his will. And, and the more we do that, the more we experience the the, the fruit of, of, of that relationship with him. It, it, it should be an ongoing deepening, deepening. The Christian life should be an ongoing deepening uh, walk and relationship with him. And it's, it's God enabling it to happen. I, I had a student tell me one time, uh, I, I don't think I know how to pray. Hmm. And so I said, well, why don't, oh, we, why don't, why don't we pray for that? Hmm. <laughs> be, be, because we can, we can do it. We are at a point where we can do that. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think, I, why don't we pray about that? Praying about prayer? Are you kidding me? No, we're not. Yeah. Because God's enabling power to do that and to, to have that intercession happens. When we go to his feet, like we're not, it's not about our capability, it's about his ability. Yeah. And we, we open up the door to that. It's cool. And I love that you guys brought up that verse about, it's cool to just hear you guys talk back and forth about the hope we were saved for, hope that is seen as not hope, for who hopes what he sees. But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. I mean, talk about 2020. If you ever asked for your faith to be strengthened, this year has probably mm. been 
an opportunity to do that. Think carefully before you pray for your faith to be strengthened, <laughs> because that sunshine and rainbows does not strengthen faith. <laughs> right. I, I don't yeah. think. Yeah. So it's it's never yeah that's never God's means by by which we do. But again, if we don't, if our if our minds are not <clears throat> fixated on Him, <clears throat> if we're if if we don't set our minds on the things of the Spirit. By the way, that that's something that I, I didn't bring out. It's a little, but um, back in verse twenty. Um, seven, and he who searches the hearts, God the Father searches the hearts, knows what the mind of the Spirit is. That's the same phrase as in is in earlier in chapter eight, where he talks about the mindset of this mm. on the Spirit. It's the same mm. same phrase, mm. and so it, it, I get this picture that God the Father has it has the ultimate perfected mindset on the spirit they're so in tune yeah so cool. his mind is set on the spirit and he understands and he knows and so the spirit prays in accordance with his will and what god does to the spirit in our behalf we are to do to the spirit in for god's glory and benefit mm -hmm. it, have our mind set mm -hmm. and our affection set uh on the spirit and you're right i think Lord, I can't do that, but Father, you you do that perfectly. So help me yeah, do what he, you do perfectly with your own spirit. Us, he invites <laughs> us to participate in this beautiful interaction, and wow, it's called communion. You know, yeah. the communion, uh, and 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 isn't that what um, that just thought just popped in my my mind when in 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 Christ's um, prayer in John seventeen. Um, in verse 20, I do not ask on behalf of these alone, but for those who believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, even as you, Father, <clears throat> are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us mm -hmm. so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Um, there's this, this real incredible sense of communion and intimacy. Right. I, I just don't know if I if I personally have ever achieved that to the level that well obviously we're not going to this side of heaven right but it gives it, it must be a little glimpse of what heaven is like yes yes that and and that we can um, I was going to say strive for but it's not again our striving but it's 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 something that God has allowed us and in, into, he's invited us invited into us this. into yeah. this and it's and it is so relationship and relational, and that's why the, I, it's just so neat to see how God's heart behind all of this is relationship within the Trinity and with us. Yeah, which is again, I I've, I'm I feel bad that we had to cut off our study here right now when you, when uh, just kind of we're on the cliff edge saying what shall we <laughs> say to these things sting. verse yeah. 31 you know we're gonna go back to the manger yeah, yeah. yeah. well we, uh, we we gotta we go to take a break for christmas and we're going to talk about uh, all right so this christmas thing uh christ the humble king yeah month of december right it's a yep. mini series yep are you pre are you dennis you pre yeah no i i'll do uh i'm going to do this week um okay. christ in his own words there's there's numerous numerous passages where jesus said for this purpose i have come or where he speaks why he came uh you know the son of man did not come to be served but to serve you know these there are these statements of his 
of why he came. There's uh, so we we picked four of those. Okay. And uh, Dennis is going to do the following weekend okay. um, on cool. on John ten ten. I came that they might have life and have it abundantly. And um, I'm, the next week it'll be Luke chapter four, where Jesus in the, that first sermon in the synagogue back in his home hmm. um, tells why he came. So in his own words, the humble king, Philippians two, left his throne. He came into our world and we'll look at his own words of why he came. Gotcha. Cool. Couple Christmas Eve services to go ahead and actually RSVP to even they're on the oh, websites. Yeah. Uh, I think eleven one five and seven is where we're at right now with Christmas Eve services. But you can look forward to that this coming weekend, December fifth and sixth from five to nine p.m. Follow the star here on campus at Fellowship Bible Church. Uh, do not go though, because of weather. Yeah, but I, it looked better today. I was just Did checking. It, it looked. Wait. Mark's gonna pull it up. Okay. It, it the rain's been like meh, but I will say a low of thirty five is gold. Okay, yeah. that sounds oh, yeah. cold, but guess I mean lows in follow the star era come on (laughs) like high teens is a blessing (laughs) so uh weather looks good for now but definitely uh you know look forward to that and and find ways to carpool or invite neighbors or do whatever you can do it's going to be a lot of fun uh are you pulling up weather for real or am i being no i i was okay yeah i mean it'll change three times by then anyway you'll be there there greeting simeon will be there thank you guys for listening to sermon spotlight this week as a reminder you can uh leave feedback leave a review subscribe all over the place youtube video goes up uh midweek as well as apple podcast spotify all that good stuff the fact of the matter everybody is that sermons are not meant to just take an hour but rather transform a lifetime until next week much love god bless